This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazor. That's my brother, Matt. Happy New Year. We are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in 15 minutes. Matt, let's get into it. What is on the agenda today, my friend? Sir, today we are covering the opening round of the college football playoff, which this year encompasses the Goodyear Cotton Bowl and the Capital One Orange Bowl. Both games will take place on Saturday afternoon and evening. Game number one features number three, Notre Dame, and number two, Clemson. This is the first time in the college football playoff era in which two undefeated teams have faced each other in the playoff. Notre Dame coming in 12-0, Clemson coming in 13-0. The line on this game is Clemson favored by 13 over under at 56. This game, Cotton Bowl, is in Arlington, Texas, AT&T Stadium, a.k.a. Jerry's World. And the nightcap, Orange Bowl, takes place in Miami, Florida, Hard Rock Stadium. Bama favored by 14 here with an over under of 77 and a half. Largest over under of the playoff season. Evan? Let's start with uh, with the Cotton Bowl. Okay, Matt, I'm putting you on the spot with a quick question. Okay. Who is the very first sponsor of the Cotton Bowl? It's currently Goodyear. Who is the first? It went for many years without a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli Whitney? <laughs> no. Mobile Oil Corporation. Makes sense, given that it's in Texas. Okay. If you ask me, at least. Anyways, getting into it. So, I think the key <laughs> matchup here is going to be... I didn't get a big enough laugh at Eli Whitney. God. Ha, 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 inventor of the cotton gin. We all get it. You want to be a history teacher. He's currently a science teacher. Uh, all right, the two key matchups. I think it's really going to be in the trenches, uh, you know, both when Notre Dame is on offense and when they're on defense. I think... Uh, where if I was an Irish fan, I'd be most concerned is Clemson's defensive line is basically all future NFL players. I'd be yep. shocked if any of them weren't. Um, Notre Dame's offensive line, not the best. I'm not saying they're good, but they're not the best. So I think for me, the question is how long can they hold up? Can they even hold up? Um, now, Notre Dame get breathing a sigh of relief, perhaps, with Clemson defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence being suspended because of a failed drug test of some chemical compound I've never even heard of. My understanding is the team thought it was a prank uh, when Dabo Sweeney first announced it. So that must have been awkward for them. But anyways, um, the Irish are a run-first defense, you know, kind of conservative with their passing game, only go to it uh, when they kind of need it on third down, maybe second and long. Um, So... If they can't get the ball rolling, I'm or excuse me, get the ball running. I'm not sure how much success they're going to have. Mm. Um, I also wonder about 
what I, I will at least put in air quotations because I don't know how much of a controversy it is, although people are talking about it, you know, switching out quarterbacks throughout the season uh, in uh, South Bend. Has that helped? Has that hurt? Uh, but at the end of the day, what's really making me gun-shy about taking Clemson, who I think will win out, is that 13-point spread. That's a whole lot of points. It's interesting in that I didn't see another bowl game spread that was over 10 points. Really? Did you? I don't know. That didn't – I mean, none stuck out to me. So, but in the playoff, you know, in this thing where we we have the four best teams – we see Vegas going heavy, heavy with the favorite. 13 is the, is the smallest spread in Bama's favorite by 14. So I agree. For that reason, I am picking Notre Dame to cover the 13-point spread. I think Clemson is just way too much for Notre Dame, though. The line is going to be a huge problem, as well as, as Trevor Lawrence. I think we saw... Notre Dame throughout the season win games, which is not easy, and they needed mm-hmm. to persevere. But we saw Clemson win in more games yeah, in a more dominant fashion. I guess my one concern is if, uh, similar to the Syracuse game, can you really harass Trevor Lawrence, who at the end of the day is a freshman? Right. Um, if you can really harass them, they're going to struggle. Now, Notre Dame's better than Clemson. Or, excuse me, better than Syracuse. I think we right. can all agree on okay. that. Um, and while I do think perhaps Clemson has the better offensive line than Notre Dame's offensive line, you got to think it's better than Syracuse. So sir, my point being, certainly I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be harassed. Right. And I think if you are tempted to lean towards the Irish, maybe for betting purposes, or maybe you're right. an Irish fan, that that might be your one saving grace is can the defensive line from Notre Dame, maybe even the, the front, you know, get the linebackers involved. Can they harass Trevor Lawrence? I think if, Notre Dame plays aggressively with a lot of blitzing. You know, they they might be able to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm going with your logic. I think the spread is too much. I'll I'll say right now on wax, I'm gonna pick Notre Dame, but I Clemson's gonna win this game out. Oh I'd be yeah. surprised if they don't. And Notre Dame will put up some some fight and they're just gonna have a hard time they're gonna have a hard time putting points on the board, I think. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. All right, uh, moving on to the second game on Saturday is the Capital One Orange Bowl featuring number four, Oklahoma, versus number one, Alabama. The Oklahoma Sooners are coming in at 12-1, whereas the Alabama Crimson Tide coming in at 13-0. The spread is Oklahoma plus 14. As we said, big spread. So Alabama going to win by 15. The over-under is 77.5. That's huge, if you ask me. Uh, it'll be on 7 p.m. at 7 p.m. on Saturday. It is at the Hard Rock Stadium in the great city of Miami, Florida. Yeah. Matt, quick question before we get into the analysis. I think Jerry's World, I've never been, but probably the best stadium, certainly most advanced stadium uh, in the world for American football. Would you rather play in that stadium if you were a player or go to Miami and play in the Hard Rock Stadium, which is a little bit older, but it is in Miami. Miami. Well, so we're, well they're both going to be warm, though, right? 
They're both going to be warm. Miami's got the beach, my friend. A little mojito right <laughs> on the surf. Mm, doesn't get any better. I'm sure they have a lot of mojitos as they prepare for the bowl game. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're a backup. Anyways, so turning to the game. Man, I'm just really not sure if we start out with this conversation of outright win and then we can get into that that spread. I'm just not sure how Oklahoma can win. I, I just don't I'm not I don't know what the path is. Uh, I think the common line if you watch, you know, any sports network or listen to any kind of podcast radio is like, well, Oklahoma's got this high powered offense and you know, hopefully they can just keep scoring and scoring and scoring and Alabama will be able to keep pace. Right. Bruh. Alabama has a high powered offense. Yeah, yeah. Sooners are averaging 49.5 points per game. That's a whole lot. The Tide is not far behind at 47.9. And, like, who do you think played better defenses, Matt? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Based on Auburn's massacre of Purdue earlier today, which I assume we'll talk about real quick before we leave, I'm going to end everything I saw out of the Big 12 this season. I think it's obviously Alabama. So I'm actually more impressed by Alabama's. Uh, offensive output this season that I really am Oklahoma's. Not to say Oklahoma's isn't exciting. Uh, and then the Tide is just garbage on defense. Uh, no, they're, no, no. Av- they're allowing. Oklahoma. Oh, excuse me, Oklahoma. Uh, they're allowing 200 more yards a game. So I, I don't know. Do you see any path to victory for the Steelers? No, I, I don't see any path to victory for either team in this. For either Notre Dame. Or well, one Clemson. team has one. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Either the dogs. And, yeah, I Oklahoma's defense is bad to non-existent. And you are, you are so screwed against Bama, if that's your case. They're allowing 448 yards a game, just to emphasize your point. I, I'm excited to see. I, I don't see this being a Oklahoma-Georgia Shootout that we had last year. Um, yeah. Alabama's defense is much better, and Oklahoma's defense is much, much worse. I, I love the argument from Oklahoma and whatever nonpartisan fans. Well, if they can get to Tua Tagovailoa and tweak that ankle again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Then what? Then Jalen Hurts comes in as the backup quarterback. Like, who? Let them what? win the championship. Last year. <laughs> who's 25-1 and one as a starter. Yeah, uh, that's what would happen, is that that guy would come in, which is a big the problem. The best backup in the country who could probably play at basically, I think he could probably play Clemson if he transfers. So rank, rank these four, which is what I was. Yeah. Tungavailo, Lawrence, Book, Hurts. Great question. So, I don't know. We might get a lot of... Well, we don't get any mail. Maybe we'll get some hate mail if I say this. But I honestly don't understand why Tua Tungavailo is starting. I understand he is great. Stop He's phenomenal. It. Stop Jalen it. Jalen Hurts struggled in one game and they benched him. I, I don't see that there's a ton of evidence to bench Jalen Hurts. So, I don't quite get so that. So, they continue to win. So, honestly, I'm going to say Jalen Hurts won. Tungavailo What? Won. Stop it. You heard it. Yeah. I'm putting book last, so there you go. That's my order. Not that I think book is bad, but... That's kind of a crazy take. I think... I just think that uh, 
Tenga Vailoa. If you're going into the playoff, do you, would you not want playoff experience? I've been here. Hey, times. so that's a fair qualifier on this. I think if we're talking like overall package, Tenga Vailoa brings them mobility that hurts. Fair. Hertz is still Hertz is, Hertz is still more mobile, mobile than Lawrence or Book. Yeah, but compared maybe to not t- with that ankle though. Fair compared to Tunga Vailoa, not as as mobile. Now, I, so I would rank them Tunga Vailoa. I am so caught on what to do because Lawrence is a freshman, and I agree. I think if you're asking me on this day and at this time, like how do you rank them? I would put Hertz two as the second best in that four. But career wise and potential and um, basically, if we're making uh, Lawrence's lack of experience null and void, I would say that uh, Lawrence is two. He is the best arm of anybody in the group. Uh, more NFL prototype, well, old NFL, I guess. Um, you know, get back in the pocket. I would say new, because he's also, he's not, not, dude's not Tom Brady back there. You know what I mean? That's fair. He can get back and, and, and sling it, though. Um. Absolutely. But yeah, Hurts. Book's not bad either. These are four great quarterbacks. I don't mean to say, like, like the number four is, four is a bad spot, but yeah, I think Hurts is, actually the third best quarterback in this group. Um, we didn't even include Kyler Murray. Where do you put Murray? <laughs> oops. Fair. So if we're going to Heisman Trophy Murray winner, I... Kyler Murray. Oopsie boop. Yikes. Sorry. Well. So where does he go? We all know why we didn't We didn't include him in the conversation. Um, he's going to be playing in the MLB next year. Where does he, where does he go? I don't really think that, but if I were him, I would. I don't know. I'm not going to get CTE, rather play for the Oakland A's. Anyways, um, where's Murray? So this that I think really throws a wrench into it because what at least in a college quarterback, I think it is much more important to be more of a scrambler, right? And like an average slower than to be a great thrower and an average scrambler. I think the game just values that more. So I think I would, I honestly and. I'm caveat with this. I'm talking about playing in a playoff game right. or the championship game. I still think I would put Jalen Hurts one because I like the experience. Then I think I would go Murray, then Tonga Vailoa, then uh, then three dudes who haven't played in the <laughs> then three dudes who haven't played. Which also Moore, so that's then, in the Alabama game. Now I'm going to Alabama. Not only do they win, but they cover fourteen. They're going to cover fourteen. That's so many points, dude. I understand. And I had that apprehension. Initially, I wrote Oklahoma just because I thought it was so disrespectful that Vegas put out a 14-point spread on a playoff team. They're so much better. Their defense is Mm. so much better, and their backup quarterback might start at your school. Damn it. What? What? You you just talked me out of it. (laughs) For the record, I had Oklahoma but... I'm going Alabama. That's that's just defense is so much better. I'm typing it. <laughs> I'm going to type loud so people can hear it. All right. So uh, before we go, rank the five, or where do you insert Murray? You you went uh, Hertz, Tungavilo, Lawrence, Book. Insert Murray where? Yeah. So I go Hertz, Murray, 
Tungavailoa. You think Kyler Murray is better than Tua Tungavailoa? Well, he's got a Heisman Trophy to suggest that he is. Wow. Me, me and a whole lot of sports writers think that. Yeah, now, I am but an amateur sports writer and podcaster, but the pros agree with me. Dude, Tungavailoa doesn't play in the fourth quarter because they're blowing it out. Murray needs to continue That's playing to rack up his stats because their defense doesn't stop anyone and they're still in the game. Meanwhile, Tungavailoa has had a towel on his head for 30 minutes. I mean, what? in your defense, I think that's a fair criticism. He's, he's the... Tua is the Steph Curry of the NCAA. I can't, I can't give credit for imaginary plays that I haven't seen play. I've seen plenty of real plays. And I also saw him come in in halftime last year and win a natty in a game where you were not in control. You sent me like some like laughing, crying emoji about Nick Saban at halftime. Then he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I did do that. <laughs> I also had this guy named Tua Tagovailoa. Good luck, rest of the world. <laughs> I didn't know at the time Welcome that's to what was going to Right? Should have known better, but. Mm. All right, so for Wax, we are going Notre Dame to cover, Clemson to win in game number one. Yeah. And then we're going Bama to win and cover game number two. That is correct. Yeah, I don't feel bad about that at all. Me either. Do you want to discuss uh, any of the three games real quick? Minnesota, Georgia Tech, Wisconsin, Miami, Purdue, Auburn. Talk about in each game there was a team that just phoned it in. It's interesting because the spreads have not been... Close to accurate. That big? Right. But we've had some really... Not competitive football games. No. Uh, Georgia Southern and Eastern Michigan is still the best game that I've watched so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he, Miami was anemic on offense, which we worried about. Talked about you know having Rozier back in at, at quarterback. Yeah. Um, that's why he was benched. And I didn't think it was going to be that bad though. But I'm also like. Wait, how did you guys lose to BYU? Wisconsin. I what are you doing? Wisconsin up there with other game that we can talk about real quick, uh, Minnesota. That whole section of the Big Ten and that upper yep. Midwest. Very confusing football played up there this year. Minnesota to me was the most shocking of the three that, that you listed. Just in that, I was like, wait, wait, what? Minnesota's being dominant? What is happening? They're controlling a right. game? can't believe that. Okay, you're going to go on wax and say Minnesota was the most surprising when Auburn scored. They scored 50, ah. 50 by half? 56 by half? Come on. That was the most surprising. That was a shellacking. I picked Auburn. I, I had no idea that was going to happen. Yeah. That, I, thought, I thought it was going to be somewhat close. That was Talk about that offense not showing up. Purdue could not you know what I said. Couldn't do it. You know what I said last year? I'm blanking on the team Purdue lost to, but they lost. They had all this momentum. Maybe this will jog your memory. All this momentum going into the game, and they just dropped it to, like, Illinois. Somebody they should not have lost to. Shoot, who was that? But what I said to you, that who they lost to is not the point. Matt, my point was, do you think the players on Purdue know that they need to drop one big game Every year to keep Jeff Brom there. 
I'm just saying. Someone needs to look into that. Some conspiracy theory podcast. Maybe I'll start my own. There you go. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. So, big day in uh, in college football tomorrow. Very much looking forward to it. Can't wait to tune in. Thank you so much, folks, for staying with us tonight. This has been another edition of 15 Minute You. You can find us on whatever your podcast app is. While you're there, please be sure to give us a rating. Remember, while you're at these New Year's parties, you want to tell a friend, have a friend tell a friend. Bring in the new year with 15 Minute You. We'd love to bring it in with your family. Um, get them to, to tune in. Reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook, Gmail, Twitter, at 15 Minute You. Be happy to talk college football whenever you're in. Thank you so much, folks. It's been a wonderful new year from our 15 Minute Hearts to yours. Happy New Year. Whatever you decide to do in 2019, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. Drinking your Christmas ale. That was live. I like it. Did that live? That was live. That was good. That was actually pretty good. The beer or the pot? Well, the beer and the pot. I thought the pot was good. Turn it off in three, two, one.